What's going on, everyone? This is Drew Code Sports Talk, and I am your host, Andrew Wright. And it's not just me today. It's my buddy, my co-host. What's going on? Cody Johnson. Hey, everybody. What is going on? Long time no here. Hope you guys had a great uh, turkey day. And hope you guys enjoyed some uh, football and basketball and uh, all that good stuff. So it's good that we're all back. Drew, it's good to see you, man. It's been about a day since I've seen you. But uh, I'm excited to gear up for this full episode of Nothing But Sports. I mean, it is packed. We just did a quick run through and it is stacked. The only thing I think we're not talking about is hockey. So, (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we could if you want. Uh, I don't know that much about it. But anyways, (laughs) guys, please enjoy. Well, it is good to be back, sir. Um, I'm really happy that you're back. Um, It's been two weeks for me uh, doing Drew Code, and I haven't had you there. So uh, it's kind of weird, but I appreciate you letting me do a solo show uh, a couple of weeks back anyway. And if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. Um, You know, it was a lot of just basically Raiders football, but uh, I felt like it was necessary talk. (laughs) Yeah, I would agree. And I wish I was there because it was good conversation. And we had a pretty deep conversation regarding Raiders at the gym (laughs) almost all weekend when all this fiasco was happening so i wish i was i wish i was there with you to talk about it (laughs) yeah it was a good conversation between me myself and i yeah so (laughs) um but yeah man i'm I'm really glad to be back um i'm glad you're back um man there's there's so much going on in the sports world um and i think we just need to like jump right into it i don't think there's really need to I mean, unless you kind of, I mean, we, we can save that to the end. Forget it. Let's just get into it. We, yeah, I've already started it. Let's do it. So, um, <clears throat> Cody, we don't talk much about college football. Uh, I am a bigger fan of college football than you are. Mm-hmm. Um, I think both in, both you and I like the NFL way better anyway. But yeah, college football is fun to watch. And we have a local team here. Uh, the Fresno State Bulldogs. We've talked about it. We've had the voice of the Fresno State Bulldog on with us on Drew Code, uh, which again, if you guys have still never heard that um, episode, go go check it out. It's still all relevant, mm-hmm. <laughs> majority of that stuff. Um, but, um, you know, we don't talk much about college football, but college football, I kind of feel like it's kind of funny because I feel like at the end of the season, now college football is back. You know, I wish I had that, that clip of, uh, I think it's Gus Johnson yelling, Texas is back. And, um, (laughs) so I kind of wish we had that clip for, for college football, but man, a lot of head coaching moves, uh, one in particular that, uh, kind of relates to us here in Fresno. And we'll talk about that later, but, Let's talk about the big headliner head coaching uh, job. Lincoln Riley goes to USC, uh, drops out of Oklahoma and goes to USC. Mm-hmm. And Cody, I just first want to ask, what was your initial reaction when you heard Lincoln Riley going to USC? My immediate reaction was you. I figured that you would be through the roof regarding this because right on. because uh, Lincoln Riley is probably predominantly known in college football outside of Nick Saban as 
probably the most popular coach and most well-known. And some of the quarterbacks that he's groomed that are now in the NFL are Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield. Um, and uh, it's just no, no, you know, hiding it that, you know, this is a huge move for the USC. And it's a surprising one that Oklahoma loses out on Lincoln Riley. And yeah. uh, first person I thought about was you. And I think uh, USC is going to be back on the map sooner than we think. Because yeah. mm-hmm. when Pete Carroll was there, they were, you know, back to back to back national champions and then they've they've lost uh, some steam since then and now this is like their opportunity to get back into the limelight and maybe even be on the same news feeds and get on the same level as like you know alabama or lsu or you know clemson ohio state all those up there you know i feel like lincoln riley is going to be that coach that can get the usc trojans up there yeah i mean my first initial reaction was um Wow, that's a move that I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you look at Lincoln Riley and all the success that he's had at Oklahoma, as you kind of mentioned already. I mean, he's got three quarterbacks back to back to back years mm-hmm. into the NFL. I mean, he got, um, as you said, Baker Mayfield winning a Heisman. He had Kyler Murray then winning a Heisman, who was thinking about going to. Uh, baseball and decided because of his Heisman year, he ends up going to football, which so far is is uh is a good uh decision yeah Um, arizona has what the best record in the nfl NFL. right now so yes (laughs) good for him um and he's missed three weeks so another impressive feat but um and then you have jalen hurts who kind of at that point was kind of a broken down uh jalen hurts because Mm -hmm. of what happened at alabama where he and it's fair to say he had a he had a very poor uh, national champ first half in the national championship. They threw out Tua and Tua mm-hmm. just destroyed it, and you know the rest was history. So mm-hmm. um, Jalen Hurts kind of was a broken down man. You know he comes to Oklahoma and just kind of has a resurgence, and now he's doing pretty decent as the starting quarterback mm-hmm. for the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, and so you know Lincoln Riley, his track record is I'm really good with quarterbacks. And yeah. ever since, um, I believe it was Kessler was the last one. Uh, Cody Kessler left USC. Mm-hmm. It's been kind of a train wreck with quarterbacks. I mean, we had what it was, was it was Carson Palmer. Then you had Matt Leinart. Then you had Mark Sanchez. Then you had, um, now there's a gap in between those two, but, um, excuse me then you have uh sam darnold you have matt barkley you have cody kessler um so i mean all i'm sorry sam darnold was the last one i'm sorry so there's all these quarterbacks that were coming out and barkley and kessler are kind of living in uh practice squads right now in the nfl but Mm -hmm. you know all all big names in college football at least and now that's um kind of to the wayside. I mean, mm-hmm. they had JT Daniels who then transferred to Georgia. Now it hasn't worked out for him, but you know, USC is losing all these quarterbacks now to all these other programs like a Alabama, like a Georgia, you mm-hmm. know, and so even Oklahoma and um, Lincoln Riley gets this just a, a flurry of quarterbacks who want to play for him. Mm-hmm. He then goes to USC and I actually saw this on Twitter that USC also put in that they're going to buy him two homes, 
One, oh. they're actually putting, they're just putting money towards whatever home he wants. Uh-huh. But then they're putting like five, a five million dollar house in LA uh-huh. for him. Like, wow. if you didn't want to leave Oklahoma just for LA as it was, like right. to get then money or get it uh, a new house built and money towards a new house, like <laughs> it's absolutely amazing. Yeah, I mean Man, that's exactly that, what I would do. The things that college coaches get in deals are ridiculous, but. I know that you were talking about quarterbacks and USC not having a very good track record. And I don't know how you feel about this. Maybe you, maybe you might like this quarterback, but I think one of the Alabama quarterbacks, Spencer Ratfield or Spencer Rattler Rattler, he's supposed to be tra- uh, entering the transfer portal and going to USC and following Lincoln Riley. I think I saw an ESPN I think it was on Monday or Tuesday morning. So, yeah, yeah I know we'll... he is transferring. I don't know if he's going to transfer to USC because because when Lincoln Riley was the one to bench Rattler mm-hmm. for Caleb Williams, the freshman, because Rattler was not doing well. So, um, you know, it, it'll be interesting to see, but I do think it does put USC back on the map. And as I heard Colin Cowherd today talk about, it kind of puts Western college football teams like mm-hmm. on the map now. Because yeah. so for so long now, it's been all SEC, mainly Eastern, you know, Clemson and, yeah. and Alabama. Like those are, you know, those are the top teams. And um, well, you that's know, where all the money and the talent a goes. Bit here and there. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's where, all... where all the all the top players go. Yeah. And so now you get USC, who is now going to have this coach who is a great recruiter. I mean, he's obviously proven it. So. Now you start seeing more Western teams get involved. They're going to be like, okay, we got to be a little more competitive because now USC is freaking stacked with just a head coach. Yeah. You know, so it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. And then you have (laughs) Brian Kelly going to LSU from Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. And that to me was not as surprising, but I thought he would maybe hold out for an NFL job. Mm-hmm. It, this is kind of his last move. Like, I don't see him going into the NFL now because I think that- he's had so much opportunity to leave Notre Dame for NFL mm-hmm. and he wanted to stay at Notre Dame. All of a sudden, mm-hmm. LSU job comes about and he goes straight to there. So to me, that says he he's not going to come into the NFL ever, which I'm not I'm not knocking him for, but I would mm-hmm. kind of like to have seen how he would have done. But I don't know what it, I mean. What are your thoughts on Brian Kelly, Kelly going there? I think that's a good mood for him to go. I mean, LSU is a better program than Notre Dame, and obviously they've got more financial backing. And like what we just talked about with the SEC, um, having you know the predominant talent that you know it's basically an arms race between you know them, Alabama, and uh, Clemson, or you know Ohio State, whatever the four main playoff teams are every single year, you know, <laughs> yeah. those are pretty much the four that get the, get the greatest talent. Um, I think it's great where he's at and I'm curious to see how he builds the program. I think I would give him being an LSU, maybe like five years before I see him venture into the NFL, because if this talent continues to recruit in like what's been happening and, you know, Brian Kelly installs his system and his culture, I think that LSU could be successful in making some playoff runs and maybe even winning a couple of championships. And then I think that really makes Kelly attractive to the NFL teams. 
But also, too, with what you were telling me with Lincoln Riley, I can't imagine that Brian Kelly doesn't have a deal similar in terms of like a lot of money. So why would yeah. you go into the NFL? You're making way more money in college football with way more control than would in the NFL. NFL, you were just proving to your peers that you can coach at a higher level, but yeah. it seems like it's more financial beneficial for you to stay in college, at least from reading reports and at least, you know, what he was offered and him leaving Notre Dame, you know? Yeah, it's a, it's a hit and miss type of a thing. I mean, you're college football, you're in complete control, but you're also the one to be blamed for everything. You know, it's not even, not even the quarterback, you know, in the NFL, you get paid pretty good, but you know, there, there's plenty of blame to go around when you lose. Um, But also you got to work. And sometimes guys are better just working, just focusing on um, the football side of things, which I think would be more towards like the NFL head coaching Mm -hmm. spot, the college coaching, you're more into everything. You're, into the recruiting you're into the coaching you're into uh helping these kids graduate sometimes even helping them to get into the nfl and or getting them into a different college that will best suit them i mean nick saban honestly is notorious for that with jalen hurts this past this past um what was it two three years ago mm-hmm. when jalen hurts when he left him or he dropped he actually helped him get to oklahoma so okay. You know, some guys are really good with that and they like that. It's a challenge for them. Some other guys, they just the challenge is the football side. And and I'm not going to knock for anybody for doing that because, hey, they're making way more money than I am and they're successful at it. So for sure, there's a reason why we're talking on mics and not coaching on Saturdays or Sundays. So, (laughs) yeah, (laughs) Um, even though I did see this is a complete side note, but I did see a TikTok where this guy is uh, he's trying to get jobs that he's completely not. Um, not um, qualified for yeah qualified for and so he there's one it was like the Minnesota University of Minnesota offensive coordinator and so oh. he submitted a resume and it was just kind of funny he puts they ask for his coaching experience and so he puts all of his NCAA 14 uh, <laughs> college <laughs> coaching experiences so oh. he's I won so many natties <laughs> So, <laughs> yep 100 so i can't true. wait to see the next video on what the uh reply email is yeah um but a big one that we it hits close to home because it literally yeah. hit fresno state uh kaylin DeBoer, uh he leaves to go to washington now i'm not gonna come on here and slander the guy because to be honest if i were in his position i would have done the same thing yes fresno state has got some really good talent here. They have really good players, really good history, all of that jazz. But if we're talking about the players that you can get at Fresno State versus the players you can get in a Pac-12 school like Washington, and Seattle is very, very um, friendly to the um, Mm college-age type of people, Like it's kind of hard to say no to Washington and stay in Fresno state. Now, if you live in Fresno, it's a lot easier, Mm -hmm. but if you've ever been to Seattle, um, it is a fun place. There is so much to do Fresno. There is some, some things to do, but not as much, you know, it's not as popular city, of course. Um, and it's not, you know, hot as hell over there. So (laughs) no, but you are three hours away from just about anything you want to do. So true. Yes. But you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. What is more sexier, you know, University of Washington or Fresno State University? I mean, 
Yeah. It's going to be Washington. Okay. So Kalen DeBoer goes to Washington almost immediately as that news breaks. Uh, Jake Hayner, the quarterback for Fresno State, enters the transfer portal. He says, I'm mm-hmm. going to be gone, uh, you know, and I'm going to look for uh, a new college. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are rumors that Jalen Cropper could possibly enter who uh, enter the transfer portal, who is the number one receiver for uh, for the Fresno State Bulldogs. So these are these are going to be big hits if if Cropper leaves. That's going to be just like nail in the coffin for Fresno State almost. Yeah. Um, I mean, your reaction to Kalen DeBoer, then Jay Kaner, and then possibly Jalen Cropper. Well, I'm certainly saddened. I mean, they were a fun team to watch this season. Um, I think you you went to one of their games. I went to a couple of their games. And the team is a lot of fun to watch. I mean, they had a, a great season. Um, and actually, too, in last year's episode when we talked to the voice of the Bulldog, Paul Leffler, um, he was singing Jake Hayner's praises, you mm-hmm. know, when he transferred into Fresno State. Like, this guy's got an electric arm. He's a great leader on the field. Um, and, you know, Paul was was basically singing his praises. And had it not been for COVID restricting their, you know, you know their mini camp or their scrimmages and all that stuff, you know, we didn't get to see the Bulldogs at full strength last year. We saw them at full strength this year with a full offseason program, and they yeah. looked dominant, you know. And, um, you know, it's sad to see the coach go because I really think that he was making a positive culture change. But, you know, it is good for him. It's a better opportunity. It's going to be better talent that he can recruit uh, in Washington for sure. And with Hayner leaving, basically rumors going him going back to Washington, that's saddened. But I think ultimately, too, if his goal is to get into the NFL – the path is probably a lot easier to get to the NFL and maybe even increase your draft stock if you're in Washington, just because again, you're paying in the Pac-12 higher competition. And you and I were talking about yeah. this in the gym a couple of days ago. Yeah. That, that's probably the better play, even though, yeah, Fresno is like a good school that, um, you know, great players have come out of Devonte Adams, Derek Carr, David Carr. It's just not the school that faces a lot of great competition like Washington yeah. would to kind of just prove your talent, prove what you're worth. And if Jalen Cropper leaves, that's going to be really tough because he's a Valley kid himself. And yeah. for him to leave, that'd be really tough. And then you pose the question is, would he be successful elsewhere just because of how he's utilizing the system? How would that make him look to um, you know, the NFL? And uh, I think he'll be fine. It just depends on the system that he's in. Yeah. But uh, man, if it would- he goes to Washington with, I mean, with DeBoer and assuming Hayner yeah. goes to Washington, I think it would be a fine, a fine fit, but yeah, um, you know, we, we I mean, never know. I mean, unfortunately, we would love for them to stay. That's just not how it is, especially with the transporter, uh, trans, yeah. uh, transfer portal uh, deal that NCAA has. But you know, you also mentioned to me, which I'm sure you'll talk about briefly, is that we've got actually a Valley kid that's potentially coming back or in the transfer portal as well. Um, so I mean, it looks glim right now, but there's still potential. So, and I'll yeah. let you tell them. What, um, of course. Um, w- before I get into that, I mean, listen, Kalen DeBoer did a good job. Um, you know, he he did what he was supposed to. He kind of came in at a time that was sudden. You know, Jeff Tedford, who was the head coach, who brought a lot of these recruits in, um, you know, I would say minus, obviously, minus Jake Hayner. Um, but um, <clears throat> he was thrown into a situation that was kind of rough you know it was it was it's it's a pandemic mm-hmm. jeff tedford who is beloved here in fresno 
um, just suddenly had to had to retire because of medical issues. Um, and so he was just kind of like thrown in. And, you know, I think a lot of Fresno State fans didn't have these high expectations. Mm-hmm. I think they saw that, you know, hey, this is a rebuilding year. And the 2020 season ended up being that. I mean, we went 500, mm-hmm. which wasn't terrible. But, I mean, we only got to play six games because of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And flash forward to this year, um, we kept – I mean, we got ranked like – two three times right but every time we got ranked we would end up losing which was so frustrating yeah um but you could see the potential you could see that okay things are starting to progress things are starting to progress Mm -hmm. so i i understand the frustration for fresno state fans in the sense of saying man we could have done a little bit better next year like we could do even better you're right and we still can Mm -hmm. but there's a story out that that you know uh, Jeff Tedford may be ready to come back to coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been I follow Trent Dilfer and Trent Dilfer just won another or just won a state championship in Tennessee in high school football. So mm-hmm. he's been really successful since he's been become a coach in high school. Um, he would thrive in Fresno. Yeah. He's a big name. Um, he's someone that a lot of people have heard of, even if you haven't watched him play football, if you watch or listen to any sports podcast or radio Mm -hmm. or TV or whatever, you know, the name Trent Dilfer, at least somewhat. Um, and so Trent Dilfer, and he's proving that he's successful as a coach. Um, that would be someone that I think Fresno state really needs to look at. I mean, I said this last time when Jeff Tedford, um, (laughs) had to resign. So, um, Dilfer is, is definitely one of those names and he is starting to like coaching yeah. the first time that his name was brought up. He wasn't sure that he was going to like it. He, he just accepted the head coaching job at the high school. And mm-hmm. so that's why he was like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to keep my, my word. I'm going to, I'm going to stay at that school. And he is starting to be successful. And he's like, no, eh, I kind of like it. <laughs> so we'll see that, that is a possibility. So there are some big names that are floating around from Fresno state. So it's not mm-hmm. doom and gloom. So if anything, if Kalen DeBoer is going to leave, it's actually kind of a a good time. Mm -hmm. It's not one of those times where it's kind of run its course. You know, Mm -hmm. it's kind of where he was starting to progress and good for him for capitalizing on that. Uh, You said we were talking about Jake Hayner's entering the transfer portal doesn't mean he's going to leave, but it looks like he will. And if he does, there is a guy named Adrian Martinez, who is the quarterback for Nebraska. Now, his issues is he fumbles a lot, okay, but he is an athletic, um, scrambling quarterback who's got a pretty good arm, um, but I don't feel like he's gotten the coaching quarterback-wise um, that you would have kind of hoped mm-hmm. that he would progress. Um, and I think if he came to Fresno State, he actually would get that, like I said, if, if he got a Trent Dilfer, if he got a Jeff Tedford. Mm-hmm. Those guys are really good with quarterbacks. And so that would be a very attractive place specifically because he's from Clovis West high school, mm-hmm. which is here in Fresno. Um, so he is a guy that is, I think would be a perfect candidate to be kind of like what we call in the NFL, a bridge quarterback, mm-hmm. someone who could finish out his years at Fresno state. And he could then, um, you know, say that he came home and, yeah. 
it might help him because right now him leaving Nebraska, he's not going to be in the NFL. Yeah. So he could have a great year and that could help his stock. And if it doesn't work out, he's home. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So I, I feel like that would be a good fit. So man, college football, man, it's kind of crazy. It's really crazy. A lot going on. <laughs> All right, man, let's take a break. When we come back, let's talk about the NFL, something that we, that we know a little bit more about. Um, and uh, you know, we'll talk about the AB suspension Who's the best team in the AFC, NFC, and uh, the Raiders win against the Cowboys. All right, guys. Well, welcome back. So um, that was a longer, it was a longer break than we usually do. <laughs> you guys have no idea what I'm talking about. I'm not going to go into it, but <laughs> that was the first time we actually had a break. <laughs> and yeah. Then we, and then we came back and did things. So um, <laughs> anyway, yeah. <laughs> um, Cody. The NFL has been crazy. Um, God, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just been yeah. unpredictable. It's one of the few years where there's no like, how does this team not win the Super Bowl? It's more mm-hmm. of like, what team is going to win the yeah. Super Bowl, which is actually really nice, um, you know. And to be perfectly honest, I know you're going to crush me for this, but there really hasn't been a really bad team. I know the Lions have not won a game, Mm -hmm. but the Lions are maybe minus a couple of games have been in every single game. You know, they're not like just getting completely crushed every single week. Uh They're they're actually very competitive. Um, And I, I think it's been really nice for the NFL. Um, but it makes it hard to kind of see <laughs> like who is the most dominant team, who is the worst team. I mean, I, I mean, we do know who the worst team is. I just said it, the Lions. But like, typically, when a team is constantly losing their games, you're like, yeah, I can see that. But with the Lions, uh-huh. it's like they almost beat the Steelers. Like they should have beaten the Steelers. Uh huh. Of course, the Steelers should have beat them, too. They had plenty of opportunities and it never worked out. But Mm -hmm. this has been a pretty interesting uh, year so far. Mm -hmm. Um, I know you haven't talked about the NFL. So before we get into everything, like kind of summary on how the season so far for you has been going. So if I were to summarize the season, I would say, you know, offseason training uh, mini camps, all that stuff does play a big difference in how a team shapes out. Um, you know, um, if you're not prepared, you're going to get, you're going to get showed up on Sunday or Monday or Thursday or whatever day of the week that they schedule you to play. But I would say like what you were saying, there's no clear cut like team. That's like the best out of all of them where there's like not a hope. Um, I will push back a little bit on the Lions argument about, you know, they're not a bad team. They're yeah, in some would. games. Yeah, yeah, you're right. They're in some games. But I mean, let's be honest. They are a terrible football team. And I'm and not in saying that they're not bad, but I'm just saying they're not as like bad as you would think for being 0 and 10. Okay, that's an interesting like like they should like if you were if you watch them play, you would be and you didn't know their record you would say uh, they probably have like maybe two, maybe three wins. Okay. But well, first off, they're in the NFL, so they're not going to be playing like <laughs> high school football. You know, it's not like it. 
what's the one team that comes to mind? Uh, I think, do you remember like, I think it was like four or five years ago, or the Jaguars were like the laughing stock of the NFL where like, you know, why bother showing up? You know, you're not going to do anything. Do you remember when they were that bad? Yeah. I mean, granted, the Lions aren't in that, that esque, that esque kind of feel, but they're not like a team where I look at it's like, oh, yeah, no, they're, they're competitive. I mean, they're in the NFL. They're going to look a little competitive, but I mean, for the most part, we're kind of getting sidetracked here with, you know, based on record. But overall, I would say, you know, the NFL landscape is very interesting. A lot of injuries, a lot of COVID. Um, a lot of surprise players that are playing well, a lot of surprise, surprise players not playing well. So I just think it's just been a very entertaining season altogether. Very shocking one, too. You know, you brought up a good point. You brought up COVID, and I didn't maybe it's me being naive, but I didn't feel like COVID was going to be as big of a thing still mm-hmm. in terms of like NFL teams, NFL players. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the rules that they did put in place, but it does still feel like it is affecting a lot. Now we all know about the whole Aaron Rodgers thing where he said he was vaccinated. He wasn't, you know, he, and then mm-hmm. he, you know, everyone's arguing, well, he didn't say he was, he got the vaccine. He just said that he was immunized, whatever, uh-huh. however you want to put it. That's, I'm not going to go there right now. I don't. Yeah. Cause I will go down a tyrant. Cause that's, that's something my 16 year old son gives me like, well, I didn't say I yeah. did. Well, do you have homework? No. Okay. Well, how come you have missing assignments? Oh, those are assignments. It's not homework. Uh, but it's the same thing. Like you're playing words now, which is what Aaron did. You're purposely trying to hide the truth, which is yeah. worse than telling a lie. Which it pisses me off when my because my daughter is starting to kind of do that. Yeah, she's starting to say that, and I'm be like, oh, don't pull that with me right now. Yeah, <laughs> now is not the time to do that. Yeah. So anyway, Aaron Rodgers, you know, he gets COVID, he's out for one game, whatever. Mm-hmm. So everyone's like, he's got to get suspended. He's got to get suspended. And I kept my wife was like, the NFL is stupid if they don't suspend him. And I say. I agree with you. I think they're absolutely stupid, but they're not going to because they are stupid because they're not going. He is a potential MVP candidate. He is Mm -hmm. last year's MVP winner. Um, There's no way in hell that they are going to um, suspend him. They're not Mm -hmm. going to do it. And lo and behold, they didn't do it. Right. You know, they find him. In Aaron Rodgers' terms, I mean, he had to do a State Farm commercial to pay it off. I mean, <laughs> come on. Yeah. So um, all that happens, whatever. Kind of get over it. He he has um, the game. first game back. It wasn't great. Second game, he shines. Okay. Right. Whatever. You know, he, he's it's not. It's not like we were sitting and saying, oh, well, COVID's now going to make him bad. No, we, I mean, we figured he was going to be good. The first mm-hmm. game back, he wasn't great because he didn't practice. Surprise there. Right. You know? So all of that happens. So now if you're a, an Antonio Brown follower, um, which, Cody, I know you had at least two leagues where you had him in. And yeah. I had him in the league for a while. Uh-huh. And I had to let him go. Um, because the league that we have 
uh, or one of the leagues that you and I are in, mm-hmm. um, you can only have three receivers and you have two receiver spots and a flex. So most yeah. of the time you're using at least two receivers, possibly three. So it kind of makes it hard to have him on your roster if he's not playing and you yeah. need someone to put in. So I dropped him. And I think you picked him up in that league. I if did. I'm not mistaken. Okay. So you understand my struggle here yep. when he was constantly injured. Um, yes. And it just seemed like it was, they were like, oh, he, it seems like he might be back. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden Friday rolls around. He's probably not going to play. And you're like, okay, come on. all right, well, I'll hang on to him. Because I've told you this many times, and I think you agree. Um, I think he's his number one target. Tom yeah. Brady's number one target. Uh, Rob, mm-hmm. you can make the argument about Rob Gronkowski, but Rob doesn't get as many targets as Antonio Brown. When Antonio Brown is playing for the Buccaneers, Tom Brady's throwing to him a minimum of seven times. I mean, he yeah. gets an unbelievable amount of targets, more than Chris Godwin, more than Mike Evans. I mean, there will be games where Mike Evans gets one catch, yeah. one target. You know, it's like, holy moly. So, um, and that's not the, the, the debate here. What happens is he gets injured. It looked like he was coming back this week. Then it came out that he was going to be out for another two weeks with some heel injury that he's now dealing with. Mm-hmm. And then the very next day, it's told he's actually getting suspended for three games mm-hmm. for his role in the I guess he had a fake vaccination card. Uh-huh. Now, I think that's wrong. Let, let, oh, let's yeah. start there. Antonio Brown being suspended. It's right. It's the correct thing to do. He should be suspended. Um, He shouldn't have used a fake vaccination. I mean, that's actually can be considered a felony. So he could get criminal charges for that if they wanted to do that. I I mean, I have no idea if they will, but I mean, it's a serious offense. Okay. So Mm -hmm. absolutely should be suspended. Okay. Three games. I don't know. I I mean, I would say just one game. I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. But it kind of works out for him because he's already injured or they are kind of already new. And they were like, oh, we'll just say he's like one more week. So it looks like he got banned. <laughs> you know, he looked uh-huh. like he's actually missing out. Mm-hmm. So it could have been a combination of the things. But what brings me back is it kind of makes me think about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Now, Aaron Rodgers didn't fake a vaccination card. So I understand that there's no. I guess evidence like full you know apps actual evidence like dna like Uh not dna uh, like molecules like there's not that one thing that you can see it's just video of him saying oh yeah you know i'm immunized yeah i understand that Uh i understand there's no hard proof evidence other than a video of him kind of like sounding like he wasn't sure right um but the fact of the matter is, is Aaron Rodgers, for at least lying, mm-hmm. should now, to me, the NFL suspending Antonio Brown says to me, Aaron Rodgers should have been suspended at least one game. At least one game. Yeah. He lied. We all know it. Mm-hmm. You can't play dumb. Exactly what we were saying. If your kids did that, it would piss you off. Mm-hmm. Well assignments are not homework dude just do it 
is the is the main point here. Right. Just do it. It's the same thing. Like, you know what you're doing. Aaron Rodgers is not a stupid guy. He he's actually a pretty bright guy. Mm-hmm. Maybe he has some misinformation, whatever. But overall, he's a pretty smart guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. He's not a dumb guy. He understands things. So him acting like, oh, well, you know, you just took it out of context or blah, blah. Like, dude, shut up. You're just mm-hmm. making it worse for yourself. No one likes you now. And the only people that like you are in Wisconsin. And people are waiting for you to retire. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I mean, in all seriousness, like, I think it's so wrong that Antonio Brown gets suspended because of now he has a lot of priors. I mean, we see, Mm -hmm. we've seen the whole Raider situation. We've seen when he was trying to come back with uh, Tom Brady, we've seen all that, Mm -hmm. but you know, now with the whole John Gruden thing, we kind of are starting to understand a little bit more of maybe why he was acting out a little bit. Doesn't excuse it, but it does. You kind of start to understand a little bit more. Mm -hmm. So he's not completely just, out of his mind but even with all that antonio brown getting suspended for three games because of the fake vaccination card it should be may not be a similar thing but it should have been at least a one game suspension for aaron Rodgers. Mm -hmm. if you're really trying to say hey we're putting our foot down you know if you're not vaccinated you have to be out for 10 days straight if you are vaccinated you just have to get two negative tests like Mm -hmm. okay you're trying to say that you're all about the vaccination, but then when Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks or one of the best players in the NFL does something like this, you're like, well, it's not set in stone, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but then Antonio Brown doesn't like, Oh, this guy is horrible. This guy needs to be punished. It's like, uh, dude, first of all, he's been injured half the year. Mm-hmm. So you suspending re- him really doesn't affect the Buccaneers that much. Yeah. But it's it's the principle of the thing. It's being consistent with what you're saying, being consistent with what you do, being consistent mm-hmm. with what you're saying. Uh, this is how we stand. This is what we stand for. And mm-hmm. now you're kind of lollygagging. It's it's situational and it almost seems borderline. I'm, I'm going to say it racist. Yeah, I was actually thinking the same thing when you were talking about it. I think one of the things I have a big issue with um, with both of their deals is is the fact that they lied so one purchases a vaccine card which is a federal offense which you're right so that's that could be a whole can of worms for antonio brown altogether um forget his playing career we're talking now criminal well you know some sort of federal um you know um felon charge on him for having a fake document that said he was vaccinated and he's not aaron Rodgers just flat out lying to people outright and then blaming media for not questioning him on it is just kind of very sly. And I think one of the things I get upset with is, okay, fine. You want to deceit, you want to lie. That's fine. But I think the consequences to their actions are you're putting other people's health at risk that didn't ask for this, you know, and there's health and safety protocols for if you're unvaccinated, you're required to wear your mask indoors around everybody in press conferences, all that stuff. And with their lie, they are actually exposing people to this. So how many people yeah. maybe got sick because maybe AB had COVID or didn't know about it and passed it to somebody. Rogers uh, didn't know that he had COVID until literally like the Monday following his game. 
you know, how, how do we know he didn't infect somebody else that then got it and had a worse um, uh, uh, symptoms than he did, you know? So I think what I have a problem with is, you know, if you're not afraid of COVID, that's great. No one's saying to be afraid of COVID. What people are, what I would say is a lot of medical experts are saying to be courteous of your neighbor because they may not be able to handle it. You know, mm. like that's just bottom line. Like, okay, Aaron Rodgers, you're allergic to one ingredient in it, which is one almost bullshit. Ooh, <laughs> pardon my French BS. But anyways, um, beat that out. <laughs> I have to figure that out too. But anyways, um, you know, so fine. You want to be slick, but then you're putting people's health at risk that it's not, it's not okay. Like it's okay if you want to take your health in your own hands, but don't put the health of others in your hands as well. They didn't ask for that. Um, and, and I do agree though. There is some racial, you know, um, racial differences that are happening right now with AB getting suspended for three games for having a fake vaccine card, basically lying about his vaccination, just like Aaron Rodgers. And Aaron Rodgers gets away with a $14,000 fine. Um, and they essentially do the same thing. One has a little bit more um, punishment value behind it, you know, outside of the NFL in terms of like a fake vaccine card compared to Aaron Rodgers, who just said one word that almost means vaccinated, but kind of slide <laughs> away from the other part of it. Yeah. But ultimately, they both lied. And you're 100% right one gets suspended and the other one get, just gets a simple fine. And this kind of reminds me, and I know they're, I know that these predicaments or these examples I'm going to give are, are a little bit different, but they're going to, it's going to make a lot of sense. Deshaun Watson right now hasn't played all season because he's accused of sexual assault. And a lot of the claims that are against him are in civil court. He's not being charged criminally for anything. It's just civil. He's being sued for this. Mm -hmm. It has nothing to do with criminal. It's all about mm -hmm. money, right? However, Big Ben during his career was accused twice of rape. He did not get a single suspension and played every single game yep. where Deshaun Watson is that. being investigated by the NFL right now. And it was back-to-back -back years. It wasn't like two in one year. It was one year he was um, accused, and then mm -hmm. uh, the very next year he had another accuser. Exactly. And yet Deshaun Watson, again, doesn't have criminal charges. He has civil. And yet the NFL is basically investigating that part of it to see if he's even willing to play. But yet Big Ben was able to play during his back to back rape off seasons, even though he was acquitted. There was still that accusation going around and just the differences. Like, granted, there's a lot of details that are different, but just that aspect. You got one that's basically not playing. And one that was allowed to play throughout the, that whole kind of ordeal. And there is a little bit of some, you know, race bias that is going on with, you know, different players. Like, why why does CeeDee Lamb get, get fined 25000 for not having the socks above his knees, but Aaron Rodgers only gets a $14,000 fine for lying about being vaccinated and putting people's health at yeah. risk? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's a lot of other examples too, but I mean, I, I kind of agree. This is kind of what that goes down to. And it's unfortunate, like, you know, these are grown men. You would think highly educated lying like they're children yeah. and, you know, thinking that it's going to be okay. And what's going to end up happening. I actually think AB is probably going to get let go by the bucks this season because um, Bruce Arians is a no nonsense coach. And he already said that, if he was going to be bringing AB on the team last year, that 
if he had one screw up, he was cutting him. He wasn't playing this game. And sure enough, AB got him and another player involved in a fake vaccine thing. And he will probably be off the team before the end of the season, I would imagine, which then takes another hit to AB's reputation. And now Aaron Rodgers is being questioned for his ethics because of how he conducts himself. So now him being selfish is a little bit more apparent. So now his offseason tiff that he had doesn't seem like it's it's um, holds any value now because of how he conducted himself and lying and skewing the truth in a way. So yeah, that's that's definitely been a very interesting point in this whole season. No, I, I'm not sure. Antonio Brown will be off the team. Well, I mean, at the end of the year, I can see that now being more of a thing. But I, as much as, I mean, I listened to the Bill Simmons podcast and he was talking about, they, he, him and Peter Schrager always talk about Bruce Arians. Mm-hmm. They kind of look at the, uh, the color of Bruce Arians skin, like how red it is. Um, because you can tell that he went to he went golfing the night you know the day before uh-huh. so if it's really red the buccaneers are not going to play well because he was golfing a lot more than he should have been focusing on football. <laughs> <laughs> so, so they go off the way he looks <laughs> so funny. it's kind of funny so i think he's a little bit more relaxed than what he was when he was you know with the Colts and, you know, doing all that stuff. So, and with the Cardinals. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think he's a little more lenient. I mean, I think that really proved when he was willing to go after Gronk after him being retired, obviously going after AB with everything that had happened. Um, so, I mean, we'll see, um, you know, even Leonard Fournette with uh, his, you know, uh, him saying a lot of negative stuff towards the Jaguars, which, not saying he was wrong in that, but you know, him him saying I'm a no nonsense guy and getting all these guys who, you know, have had troubles or are very loud people in the sense of, um, you know, their history. Gronk obviously being one of those guys, AB and, and Leonard Fournette. So, and then Dom Sue, I forgot about him. So, um, we'll see. I, I mean, I think he'll be on the team, but I think. Uh, at the end of the year yeah they, they might they might release him how funny would it be by the way if the raiders went after ab again? oh my god please don't even if john gruden isn't there don't do it it is not <laughs> if mike mayock's gone i think it's actually a little bit more probable than oh than you gosh. think it would be but i know i, I hope not man happen. i don't it just be i don't so want to see ab anywhere near our team man that is <laughs> Holy cow! I'm getting I'm getting uh, flashbacks from Flash PTSD. We got to change this up. I know from frostbite and helmets, <laughs> man. Come on. All right, so we we're kind of talking, um, you know, vaccinated. Let Let's talk about actual football now. So, Cody, um, like we had started this topic, like the NFL this year has been very strange. Yeah, you know, there's no clear front runner i mean a lot of people say the packers um Mm -hmm. you know if you're just going based on records you know obviously the cardinals um you know those are the those are the teams that are being floated as like oh these are dominant teams but you know as bad as everyone's saying like tampa has been playing they're still eight and three Mm -hmm. you know how bad really are they (laughs) right you know baltimore 
I, I was looking at that. They're eight and three. I was surprised that they were. Yeah. Eight and three. Well, because Lamar um, Jackson's New- thrown like eight interceptions in two games or something like that. It's yeah. Crazy. I mean, New England is on a six game winning streak right now. I mean, so mm-hmm. there's quite a bit. And Kansas City seems to start starting to kind of gain some momentum here. So yeah. there's a lot going on right now. There's no honestly to me, there's no clear front runner. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to ask you an impossible question, and I just want you to go off based on what we've seen from, you know, uh, Thanksgiving and before. Because uh, mm-hmm. now, once Thanksgiving hits in the NFL season, now you kind of know, all right, this is the team. Mm-hmm. You know, these teams look like they're going to be a playoff team. Now, usually the seventh, sixth and seventh seed, we really kind of are like, it could be either or. But majority right. of the, you know, at least one, two, three, we kind of know, okay, one, two, three, these teams are going to be in it for sure. Um, so, Cody, my question to you is what team, what is the best team in the AFC and what is the best team in the NFC? In your Ooh. opinion. All right. In my opinion, the best team in the AFC, which is probably going to shock you, and I'm probably going to shock myself, I'm going to say it's the New England Patriots. Um, they've got you know, ranked the top five defense in the season. Um, Their offense surprisingly has a great run game. Their, their rookie quarterback is not making very many mistakes as a rookie should. Bill Belichick is coaching a hell of a season. Mm -hmm. I think that they're the best team in the AFC right now. I mean, I want to say the bills, but they lose to teams like, you know, Tennessee on a, on a bad loss where they make bad decisions. They don't have a real running game outside of Josh Allen. And once Josh Allen, Josh Allen is stopped, uh, bills have a hard time getting their offense going. Uh, Tennessee lost Derek Henry, AJ Brown and Julio Jones. All they have is Tannehill. <laughs> that's that's God, not what's very left good. of the team. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean Cincinnati's good. I like the Ravens, but you know Lamar Jackson is just turning the ball over a ton, even though they're scoring a ton of points. Kind of offsetting yeah. all that. Kansas City. I mean, I don't know if they're the best team in the AFC. I think they're going to be the hottest team, but I think there's a difference between the best and the hottest team because I, I think right now that if the Patriots were to go against the um, the Chiefs, I think the Patriots could probably take the Chiefs considering how their defense is, and the Chiefs' offensive line is not full strength right now, nor do they have a good running game. So I think Patriots could find a way in that game. But I would ultimately say New England Patriots for me is the number one team uh, in the AFC as of right now. And again, I'm not basing this off a record because they wouldn't be if it was off record. I'm just strictly by eyeball test and how they've won games. And in the NFC, I unfortunately don't want to say it, but uh, in my opinion, it's the Green Bay Packers is the best team in the NFC. Um, you know, they beat the Cardinals. They've beaten every team that's been in their path. Um, they've had some dumb losses, but I mean, Aaron Rodgers is, you know, still throwing it really well. Devontae Adams is still that guy. Um, you know, they have some injuries in their backfield, but A.J. Dillon just seems to pull them out of the weeds whenever it comes to running. And their defense is surprisingly really, really good. They're making some great stops. They're a really hard defense to throw against. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really hard to argue that the Packers are, you know, not the best team. I mean, I kind of like them a little bit more than the Buccaneers, only because you know the Buccaneers just have too many question marks on offense, and they don't have a defense. Um, Arizona, I think they're too young right now. Like they've got the best record, but you know, I don't. 
I don't know how much that's going to get them considering their head coach is in his third year, doesn't know what the playoffs look like. And the only person on that team that knows what the playoffs look like is AJ green. And he hasn't been in the playoffs in almost 10 years. So <laughs> that's, that's who I've got. I've got green Bay Packers in the NFC and the Patriots in the AFC. To make your case about the Packers, the Packers are playing this good of a defense without their best corner in mm-hmm. Jair Alexander. He's been out for majority of the year. Yeah. So and then he a... comes back and he is coming back. Yeah. That's even scarier. And it's crazy to so. think how good they are too. And they've stuffed a lot of good teams. It's surprising. Yeah. They show up. Yeah. And it's you would think like, oh, this defense can be had. And at times it's like they do not give anything up. So yeah. and and I, I'm just you know, foreshadowing here. My my answer is not going to be the Packers, but I don't think it's wrong. I mean, I understand why people are saying the Packers. I they're a really good team. I just, mm-hmm. you know, I think there's a there's a better team. So we'll we'll well, I'll just get into it. Yeah, it's um, your turn now. My, my best, yeah, it's your turn. <laughs> um, the best team in the NFC to me right now is the Arizona Cardinals. In Kyler Murray before he got injured was being considered the MVP of the Mm -hmm. league Um, and well-deserved. He was doing it without DeAndre Hopkins because Hopkins has been kind of getting injured a little bit more this year. Mm -hmm. You said A.J. Green. A.J. Green last year was having a horrible year. He was injured majority of the year. Mm -hmm. But when he was playing, he wasn't playing well. He just didn't have a good repertoire with with Joe Burrow. So... um, you know, seeing AJ Green actually being kind of viable, like I, I know for you and I, like when we talk about uh, fantasy football, like AJ Green even being part of a conversation is like crazy to me right now because mm-hmm. last couple of years he just hasn't been relevant anymore. Um, you know, Christian Kirk, um, I actually thought I actually picked him up uh, one week because Hopkins was out. Mm-hmm. You know, so like he's doing it with these guys who Christian Kirk is not that great of a receiver, but he really works well in Arizona. Like, I, I don't mm-hmm. mean to say like he's bad. I, I don't mean it like that. But, you know, he's not, you know, DeAndre Hopkins. Right. <laughs> you know, he's not an AJ Green. Um, but uh, he seems to really fit this offense. And then you mm-hmm. talk about Chase Edmonds before he got injured as well. Chase Edmonds was when Kenyon Drake was the running back for the Cardinals, they seemed to lean more towards Edmonds for a lot of the time. And Edmonds was being that guy. He got hurt. James Conner came in, and James Conner actually seems okay. I'm not going to sit here. I mean, he had one really phenomenal game. Um, I think it was like the first week that Edmonds was hurt. Mm -hmm. Um, But overall, I mean, this is a really good team. Their offensive line is working well. Their defense is working extreme. This is a ridiculous pass rushing defense. JJ mm-hmm. Watt. Then you have Chandler Jones. I mean, ridiculous. Isaiah Simmons, who is just a beast of a of a football player. Buddha Baker is so good. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a really good Arizona Cardinals team to me. And and now that Kyler is hurt, they go two and one. Yeah. Without Kyler with Colt McCoy. Now, I don't think Colt McCoy is absolute trash, but he's a he's a good backup. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. even say he's the best backup in the game. 
So for him to even get two wins in the three weeks that Kyler Murray is out, I think is short of spectacular. Yeah. You know? Um, And so to me, that's how well this machine is oiled. Um, And then you add Kyler Murray, who is an MVP type of a caliber player. Yeah. Um, That's a scary team, in my opinion. You are right, though. This is a team that's inexperienced. But to me, I'm not looking at, you know, who who I think is going to win the Super Bowl. I'm looking more at who's the best team right now. Mm-hmm. And I just see the Cardinals, even though they lost one game with Colt McCoy and won two games. Like that to me is more impressive than the Packers, um, you know, winning against the Seahawks, who now we see aren't doing so hot. And then last week, I don't, I don't even know who they played last week, but I think um, he played the Bears. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> um, sorry, Brad. Um, <laughs> no one else will get that other than. Well, actually, other... no, because two weeks ago, Jordan. No, no, Aaron Rodgers is back. Never mind. I take that back. It was three weeks ago. <laughs> Jordan Love was there. So. But anyway, so to me, the Cardinals are still the best team. And in the AFC, this is going to shock you. Uh-huh. Las Vegas Raiders. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> Absolutely kidding. I don't think <laughs> I wish okay. that was good. I wish, I wish that was I good, but I do think they are catching something. And sure. I mean, obviously we're going to see what they have this week, but uh-huh. uh, I'm not going to, I'm still not holding my breath for it. I just, there's too much turmoil that has been happening. But yeah. I told you my theory a bunch of times in the gym, like what I think it will play out the rest of the season. And unfortunately yeah. I wasn't on the episode with you when they, basically imploded against i can't even remember what team oh, it was the it was Bengals when they just yeah. freaking got rocked i wish i was on that episode with you to just tell you like what i think would happen this season <laughs> and we were really surprised with thursday night we'll leave it at yeah. that but you know we still have what is it four weeks to, you know, six weeks to yeah. go or something like that so well we'll get into the raiders a little bit here after but um, you know, I was kind of going in between. I wanted to say the Bengals because I think the Bengals are playing really good. Mm-hmm. I don't really trust their defense. I don't trust their offensive line. Um, and to be honest, Joe Burrow has played well, but he hasn't played great. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when your quarterback isn't playing that great, I just don't feel like you're that viable. Um, you know, the Bills. I really wanted to say, but again, exactly what you were saying. That's, that's a, it's, it's hard to um, say this is the best team when they've had some weird losses, some losses that they shouldn't have, shouldn't have had, you know, Um, you know, I floated a lot of teams. I don't want to say the Ravens. I don't think they're as good as their record shows. I think they're getting lucky in a lot of these games. They played a, a crap Browns team, a, a completely depleted Browns team. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think Baker Mayfield should be starting right now. I mean, I think Case Keenum probably makes that a better game for the Browns um, because Jackson was not playing well at all. I mean, he had a couple of good plays, but it was a couple of plays that he had been getting away with for so many years that, 
he just felt like he could do it again. And they were really da- there were some dangerous throws that he had that mm-hmm. should have been picked off. I mean, he got picked off enough. He shouldn't have been picked off yeah. even more, but never happened. So I'm up in the air. I don't want to say the Patriots because I don't like I don't think the Patriots are that they're playing well. I, I, I don't want to say that they're not playing that great. They are playing really well. But Mac Jones to me doesn't scare me. He's only he doesn't throw for over 300 yards often. Mm-hmm. Um, and I own Damian Harris in a couple of leagues, and he's so frustrating because they split time with this running tent back. So I want to be like, this running game sucks, but I understand what they do. This is how the Patriots have always operated. I don't know why I thought it was going to change this year. So mm-hmm. I'm just frustrated. I want to say the Chiefs. But I just don't trust that defense. Dude, I got to be honest with you. I don't like really any team in the AFC. So I'm going to stick with the Bills. Okay. I think the Bills have a good team. I think they have some mental breakdowns. And that's where they're they're lacking. They have good running backs. They're not using them. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It's so infuriating. Like, right. they have Zach Moss, who... I'm not saying it's great, but Devin Singletary and and Zach Moss, those guys are a good one-two punch for each other. They're good catching backs. They're good running backs. But I feel like the offensive line has taken a step back for the Bills, which in turn has affected the running game, which in turn has affected Josh Allen. I own Josh Allen in a couple of fantasy leagues as well. Not saying he's not doing great. He's actually still doing wonderfully for me, but he has put up a few more interceptions lately and i mm-hmm. do feel like a lot of that pressure is going on him because the offensive line breaks down which then breaks down the running uh, the running game mm-hmm. where then he has to basically do everything so they are very josh allen reliant and it's very fixable it is very fixable get these short passes going they have emmanuel sanders they need to use him more mm-hmm. they have Stefan Diggs use him more it seems like they only go to Stefan Diggs when they're in the red zone which if you're a Stefan Diggs owner in fantasy football that's wonderful but if you're talking about just football and trying to move the ball you need to get the ball in your playmaker's hands Stefan Diggs needs the ball in his hands multiple times he needs to have more than like four or five catches in a game he should right. be getting more than that Cole Beasley whether you like the guy or not, he's a, he's a talented receiver. He's a good slot receiver. He is, to me, um, kind of like Hunter Renfro-ish. Like, mm-hmm. a, like a, um, for those who don't know Hunter Renfro, like Julian Edelman, Wes Welker type. He right. can do stuff like that. Um, he's, he's got really good hands. Um, Knox, the, the tight end Dawson Knox, he seems to really thrive in the red zone as well so they have some talented guys around they just need to get the ball in their hands and like i said singletary and moss just put the ball in their hands a little bit more i know the offensive line is breaking down throw some screens throw a few more screens throw uh you know do these uh jet passes or or uh jet sweeps or you know whatever it may be just mix it up a little bit but overall i do think this bill's defense is good and I think their offense is good. I think they just, they got so complacent on everyone thinks we're great. Everyone thinks we're great. 
but they forgot that they still have to keep doing what they were doing. Yeah. Um, and it doesn't seem like they're changing much. So if they change up a little bit, I want to say the bills, but I got to be perfectly honest with you. I'm looking down. I mean, like you could make a case for the Colts who are six and six, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way up to the Baltimore Ravens who are eight and three. And there's just so many, you can find flaws in every single team. Um, you know, you could throw the Raiders in there. I mean, they have a good record six and five. So, um, but I mean, in all seriousness, I, it's kind of hard to pick right now. I mean, there, there's not much separation in the AFC In the right. NFC there. I wouldn't say there's a lot of separation, but there's a little bit more separation from the bad teams to the good teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, with the AFC. I mean, you could even say, Hey, maybe the dolphins, they're starting to catch fire. <laughs> I mean, they yeah. could end up getting in there somehow. So um, nothing is impossible right now for sure. Uh, yeah, so the I mean, AFC is crazy. Yeah, I mean that's you can make you can definitely say that the Bills are probably the most talented team that's in the AFC that's got the best potential. But you know, as I'm looking at the Patriots' um, most recent wins, Titans are the first team to score double digits in four weeks on the Patriots. Their defense is just coming alive, and we'll find out too who the better team is because the Bills and Patriots play each other on Monday Night Football this week, and so. That'll be a great matchup. Can Josh Allen and the Bills turn it around? Will the Patriots defense, you know, put the brakes on him? I mean, I agree with your assessment with the Bills. I just feel like, you know, the scheme needs to come in to where it's, you know, they got to focus on the run because Josh Allen has no problem throwing it 60 times. But when you only run the ball 15 times, that's a problem. You know, like that's a huge discrepancy. Let's maybe shave off 20 passes and let's go 30 and give those 20 plays that could be runs or even, you know, bubble screens or mm. wide or running back screens or something or throw a wildcat in there or something. Just get some <laughs> get some sort of run game going because then it makes that defense kind of at least pay attention to the running backs just in case play action kind of opens up. It kind of leaves it kind of leaves a little bit more options on the field. Whereas when you let a team make you one dimensional so quickly and the team's not even the opposing team's not even making you, you make yourself one dimensional by excluding the run. That just makes it all the more difficult, but you know, we'll see. Definitely. The AFC is the weaker of the conferences this season from what it looks like in terms of record, but I I would say in top teams, they're weaker, but I would say in, in more teams that you feel like could win any Sunday, uh-huh. I feel like the AFC has more of those. Sure. Sure. I would agree to that. Okay. All right, Cody. Um, so the Raiders won on Thanksgiving. Um, and I do want to share the short story. I swear it's short. Uh-huh. So my in-laws, we always go over there on Thanksgiving. And this year we changed it up where we were going to have a little uh, pool of all the games. So, um, we had 10 things to pick from. Whoever got the most right out of those 10 questions won the pot. Okay, so everyone pitched in about five bucks. So it was a little fun thing, you know, made the games a little more interesting. Raiders and Cowboys were kind of the focal game. So there uh-huh. was like probably five questions about Raiders and Cowboys and then just everything else that was going like we had a bears and lions question fresno state played that day so we had a 
couple of Fresno State questions and all that. So we were doing that, and majority of my in-laws threw a lot of disrespect at me. Okay, they threw a lot of disrespect, and I may not go back uh, on Thanksgiving next year <laughs> because a lot of them picked the Cowboys to win. Uh-huh. And <laughs> full disclosure, I almost picked the Cowboys as well. I'm just kidding. But I ended up, I was like, you know what? I'm going to pick the Raiders because I figured most of them are going to pick the Cowboys other than um, uh, my wife's grandma Mm -hmm. and and her and my wife's grandpa because uh, they're both Raider fans. So I knew they were going to pick the Raiders. So I was like, you know what? The heck with it. I'm going to pick the Raiders. My wife was like, if I don't pick the Raiders, I might, you know, my my husband might hurt me. No, I'm just kidding. I don't hurt my wife. But, you know, she was a little nervous that I would get upset. So she picked the Raiders as well. So uh, I think it was only four of us that picked the No, I'm sorry. Five of us picked the Raiders. <laughs> um, and so there was a lot of disrespect. There were a lot of a lot of cowboy fans <laughs> in that in that house that day, which I was a little offended by. But uh, the Raiders ended up on top, which was really fun. But um, so I had to go through a lot of disrespect. But boy, I you know what? It, it was a really good win because it was against a really good team in the Cowboys. Now, the Cowboys mm-hmm. are kind of starting to fall off a little bit for the Raiders. But there was no Amari Cooper. There was no CeeDee Lamb. Mm-hmm. If you were going to win a game against the Cowboys, that was the time. So that's the first point I wanted to bring up. The second point is this. What I've noticed in Thursday games is everyone could win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there's no there's no favorite. I usually tend to go more towards the um the home team, mm-hmm. but on Thanksgiving Day it is a little different because it's just, you know, it's Thanksgiving, you know, everyone expects football, everyone. And honestly, if you watched all the games, that was the best game out of all three of them. Mm-hmm. That was the better game. Um, and then you have um, it was the most watched game yeah. in like NFL history since 1990, mm-hmm. uh, which was the year you and I were born. <laughs> <laughs> so, which was like mind blowing in itself. I was like, "Geez." I mean, um, so you know, it, it it was a nice, it was a really good win. But it's hard for me to get so excited about the Raiders all of a sudden. I mean, I know I was just joking with, "Oh, they're six and five. You know, there's they have a chance. I'm not saying that they don't. Mm-hmm. Would I be surprised if they get in the playoffs? To be honest, yes, I would. Mm-hmm. But do I think they have a chance? Yes, I do think they have a chance. I think there is a possibility. Mm-hmm. But with everything that they've gone through, and especially the uh, the last episode that I that uh, we recorded for Drew Co- or I recorded for Drew Code, what I said was there's a lot that's going on with the Raiders, and it's tough to ignore. It, it's tough to be like, oh, they're they've overcome it now. It was one week. It was a holiday. It's one of those weeks where 
you just focus on football because it's Thanksgiving. You know you're going to be on the biggest stage. You know, it doesn't matter what station you're on. It doesn't matter that you're not the Sunday night game or whatever. What matters is everyone's watching these games because it's Mm -hmm. not only the Cowboys, but it's the Raiders, two of the biggest fan bases in the NFL. Um, and you just went on after the the crap brown <laughs> bears and lions game. So a lot of people are starving for some good football. So they're hoping this game will be it. Um, so for me, it was a great win. It was really encouraging to see. I, I don't think the Cowboys defense is any slouch, but I don't think they're as good as what they were, you know, looking like in the first like six games mm-hmm. of the of the year. Um, I think they're more. I would say they're more closer to like a Kansas City defense versus like a a Colts defense. Um, I think that's fair to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I mean, listen, the the Cowboys were hurting a lot, but so are most. I mean, so are the Raiders. So to me, it was a fair fight. So it, it, I I can go both ways here, but it's hard for me to get excited because I just feel like a lot of the odds are stacked against the Raiders, mm-hmm. um, which I like when the Raiders are in that position, because I feel like Derek Carr plays better when he, when that happens. Um, I mean, he's the NFL leading <laughs> passer, which uh-huh. is so funny because the week before or uh, during the, um, the week before he was supposed to be playing on the Thanksgiving, everyone is like, Derek Gard needs to go. We need to let uh-huh. him go. He's trash. He's done. Blah, blah, blah. And it was like, at that time, he was second in the NFL in passing yards. And it's like, okay, dude, <laughs> I don't know what else to tell you. I really don't. <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Um, and I think he tweeted something out too. So go yeah. check that out if you want. It, I felt like it was professional enough. But anyway. <laughs> It's just funny how everyone is so hot and cold on the Raiders, especially the Raider fans. And it's just like, listen, they're going through a lot. It's not going to be pretty. This week, we could dominate Washington football team. And then again, we could also get dominated. That team is no slack. It's an NFL team. Tyler Heineke has been playing really well, surprisingly. That's not a, a crap defense. They're actually an okay defense. They're just not having a great year. Anything can happen. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, for me, I do expect the Raiders to win this week, but I'm not going to lose my mind if they don't. Mm-hmm. So I have very low expectations because I don't want high blood pressure. <laughs> well, you could just live the way I do, which is have no expectation of success. Um, so basically, when we basically lost our hands to the Bengals, I was telling you. I think this is the start of us imploding where we'll go on a stretch where we may get lucky and win two more games if we're if we're lucky. Yeah. And I said what I think would play out is um you know the Raiders are going to go on a bad losing streak. They're going to lose badly. Um our offense isn't going to be in sync anymore obviously because of the changes and obviously losing our head coach middle of the season. Um you know I, I think losing Henry Ruggs was a bigger loss than losing John Gruden from what it yes. looked like, which makes 100%. a huge impact to the identity of our offense. And so anyways, what my argument was and what I was saying is I think what will happen is 
the Raiders will play bad, go on a bad streak where they're just going to wave the white flag. They will pull Carr, have Mariota play, or something along those lines. And I think what will happen is I don't see the Raiders re-signing Derek Carr in the offseason. I see the, him letting leave in free agency. And I see the Raiders starting over. And Mike and uh, Mayock basically is going to look for a head coach. And then they're basically going to go to ground zero. They're going to get rid of any player that has any sort of asset value to them and get as much draft compensation back and only keep maybe four players to build on and go from there. Now, I was definitely shocked when I saw the Raiders beat Dallas. And I'm not saying that the Raiders are, you know, a terrible team. I, I think that they are middle of the pack type of team. You know, I I want them to be successful, but I'm also just being realistic. Our defense is good, but our offense has a hard time staying on the field. Um, you know, we've gone through a lot of injuries. Uh, obviously, we've lost Alex Ingold, so that was huge. He's been a fullback for us for a long time. That's helped us in the run game. Um, you know, we have Waller that's injured. We don't have Henry Ruggs. Um, our receivers basically can't get open right now. We have Deshaun Jackson, who fumbles the ball when he gets his single pass and we're working on that, you know? So it's just one of those things where the Raiders have had just a heck of a season where, you know, it's kind of like a lost season. We're just playing for pride at this point. I don't see us getting into the playoffs. We've got too many teams that are better than us that we're going to have to go against. And it's a good win against a really good team. But I think it's one of those Thursday anomalies where some Thursdays, because, you know, it's a short week for a lot of teams, the, the maybe the more conditioned team kind of comes out on top, but like what you said, Dallas was shorthanded from the get go, and the Raiders have been with the same kind of unit for the last three weeks. So yeah, there's a little bit more chemistry and a little bit more, mm-hmm. you know, scheme that works around that. Whereas Dallas is working with a bunch of fillers. So yeah. I mean, I'm I'm hopeful that uh, the Raiders can come out on top against Washington, but you know, Washington's not a team to to um take lightly i mean yeah ron rivera has that team playing ridiculously good especially their defense and their run game is really good and like you said heineke he throws the ball pretty well i mean he's not all pro type but he definitely deserves to be in the nfl and we'll see i mean we're going to go through a roller coaster regardless of what point of the season it's going to be uh, we've gone through a lot and really right now we're just trying to make it to the end in my opinion and we'll see. I mean, every game at this point is a tryout for anybody on the Raiders roster to either stay on the team or find a new team that's going to that's gonna find them any sort of uh, value to trade for and get them a job elsewhere if it doesn't work out for the Raiders. So it's pretty much in the mode I'm thinking of for the Raiders um, for the rest of the season, unfortunately. And the, I mean, you know, and if if what you are saying does come true where you know, they don't re-sign Derek Carr. I mean, this could be a potential uh, job interview for mm-hmm. Derek Carr, in a sense, because Washington is going to look for, for a quarterback. Um, you know, Miami is going to be on the hunt for a quarterback. Uh, Carolina. Um, I mean, there's a, there's, a, there's a lot of teams at New Orleans. I mean, there's a lot of teams that are going to be looking for a quarterback. Um mm-hmm. And, um, you know, let me be, let me talk to these Derek Carr haters. You guys hate Derek Carr. 
But as soon as he does end up going on the market, you're going to see what the NFL teams think of Derek Carr. And you're going to see him not be on the market that long. Mm -hmm. He's going to be one of the first people signed. I guarantee it. Mm -hmm. And so to me, that's real. And I just feel like the haters for Derek Carr is because the team isn't successful. And I understand that. And so when Derek Carr does make a mistake, which every quarterback does, but when he does make a mistake, it's just so amplified. And it's like, it's funny because like fan bases, like the lions and Matthew Stafford would make they were They weren't saying Matthew Stafford is trash. They were saying, God, we need, if we just had like another Megatron for, for Matthew Stafford. Mm-hmm. And it's like, why doesn't Derek Carr get that same? They had one good year in Detroit and it was with Megatron and Stafford. But he had Megatron for a few years. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't like he didn't have him for a couple of years. So to me, it's just kind of funny because Derek Carr had one really good year. Mm-hmm. Um, where they were a playoff team where they had, you know, the Cleo Mack, the Amari Cooper, and he breaks his le- leg, mm-hmm. and everyone blames Derek Carr for breaking his leg. <laughs> They're like, well, if he was better, and it's <laughs> like, what? so this guy just is, he broke his own leg? Is that what you're saying? Like, I'm not yeah. understanding this. So uh, it's just kind of funny because, to be honest, this might be controversial. But right now, I would take Derek Carr over Matthew Stafford. And I think I think if the Rams had the had the choice between the two, mm-hmm. I think they would be in a tussle. They weren't they wouldn't be sure who they would go after. Yeah. Because I think they would end up going with Matthew Stafford because Matthew Stafford has the bigger arm. But Matthew Stafford is not the more accurate quarterback. Mm-hmm. And that to me in the NFL means more than in college. You've got to have the bigger arm. Yeah. But if you're in, if you, I was going to say high school, okay. if you're in the, if you're in the NFL accuracy and when to unload these big throws is a key. And Derek Carr knows when to do that. And he's still throwing deep with mm-hmm. Deshaun Jackson, who did fumble. We saw on Thursday with against the Cowboys, he torched the Cowboys, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and it was everyone after like all the Raider fans after that one fumble by Jackson were like, oh, he's done. Like, he's not going to play anymore. He plays more and he looked better. And it was yeah. like, I mean, we're just it, it's hard because in the NFL, it's one game a week. Mm-hmm. So after that game, there's no like in baseball, there's a game every single day. So they make a mistake. You're kind of like, oh, man, okay. Then the next day, you're like, okay, they can win again. They can win again. Because we all do it as fans. We all do it as fans. But in the NFL, it's prolonged. So we're overreacting for six days. And then the seventh day comes when the Raiders play. And it seems like on Sunday, they're like, all right, the Raiders, we're going to win. We're going to win. And all of a sudden, let's say we lose. It's Derek Carr's fault. Mm -hmm. Uh, Darren Waller got injured. Uh, the defense, you know, 
to had too many penalties, uh, too many false starts, too many holdings, whatever. You know, Coach Masaccia has lost the locker room. <laughs> Um, you know, Greg Olson shouldn't call offensive plays anymore. Uh, <laughs> stuff like that. And then all of a sudden Sunday hits again and it's like the Raiders, we could win. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> wait, we just were talking about how awful they were. And all of a sudden we could still win this, you know, mm-hmm. the Raiders, I believe in them. I'm still a fan, blah, blah, blah. And then they won and it's like, oh yeah. So now we're overreacting. Oh, the Raiders are back. You know, we got Deshaun Jackson. We don't need Henry Ruggs. Listen, Deshaun Jackson's still 35. (laughs) He's not creating as much separation as he used to, but he does help the offense, and that's why we went after and got him. We'll see this week what happens, but it's just kind of funny. We all do it. It's I do it. I have low expectations. Sunday hits, and I'm kind of like, we could win, but I'm going to keep my expectations low. Well, the only reason why we're saying they could win is because Derek Carr. I think yeah. if we didn't have a quarterback like Derek Carr, we we would already feel less, more down than what we already well, less what I already feel. But the argument also is I, you know, I agree. Derek Carr is the reason why we're successful, and probably the reason why we're losing um, our position in the draft because. <laughs> we're still winning games, which means we're losing out on a top 10 pick. So really, that's if you want to blame him for something, blame him for that. But yeah. don't blame him for keeping us in games and winning games when that's what he does. He's not he's never going to give up. And, you know, I I like to think that I hope the Raiders and him come to an agreement where they extend. But, you know, yeah. just logically speaking, why would what's it in the Raiders interest to continue on with what they have? They better off to rebuild, you mm. know. Um, it's unfortunate because I'd love to see Derek Carr as a Raider until the end of his career. But bottom line is that's probably not how the business is going to go. And the Raiders will miss him sorely because I guarantee there's probably close to 20 teams that could really use his services right now, even though they already have what they think is a their quarterback. But Derek Carr could easily fill into any of those spots and yeah. elevate a team to make them to make him good. Imagine him in a supported, you know, uh, and a supported um, team with great coaches around him and a great supporting cast yeah. with no dysfunction. I imagine the Steelers would love to would love to steal Derek Carr right now. Can you imagine if he was on the on the Steelers? That might be the best team in the AFC. Shoot, so. I would throw out Denver. Yeah, I mean, imagine. I know, I don't think Derek would only because if he does leave the Raiders, he's going to be a Raider for life. Which means I don't. I think Denver would be an attractive spot. I don't think he'd ever go there because yeah. of that because the Raiders are rivals, but you know, depending on how the split goes with the Raiders, he could very easily go to Denver, play Raiders twice a year until, you know, however long, but which would be an ultimate F you like I told you. (laughs) Yeah. And then, yeah. So, but we'll see. Well, I just wanted to hit these topics real quick. It's going to be honest to God quick. Uh, The MLB, um, there's a lot going on. Scherzer signed to the Mets. They also signed Sterling Marte, Mark Canna. Those are big signings. I still think it's the New York Mets. So, <laughs> I mean, they're going to look like a better 80 win team than, than they did last <laughs> year. So, uh, <laughs> that is such a huge shot, but I'm, I don't know, dude, I'm never scared of the Mets. I'm sorry. Um, 
the the Rangers made a big splash, which this was kind of shocking. Uh, Marcus Simeon and Corey Seager both signed with the Rangers, which actually was very surprising. Mm-hmm. Um, Simeon had said that he wanted to play shortstop, but he actually just won a gold glove in second base. Mm-hmm. So, and then them getting Corey Seager just kind of confirmed that Seager is going to be playing short. Simeon's going to be playing second. I assume Simeon will kind of have uh, shortstop eligibility because um, they're going to the AL, which is DH. So they can put those guys in the DH position every now and then as well. So good for them. I mean, they got paid and, and uh, that's the Rangers will be interesting. They're, they're going to have to do something about every part of their pitching staff, but, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's a pretty good uh, one, two punch with Simeon and Seager. So good for them. Um, and then the MLB, they're locking out. This is the first time since uh, the 94-95 season. Um, and I'm sorry, it was 94 into uh, the 95 season. I'm sorry. Um, so it's a little scary because it does seem like it is going to go into uh, February, possibly March, and maybe even April, which would be the start of the season. So Hopefully it's not, um, you know, uh, you and I, Cody, we play fantasy baseball. So mm-hmm. um, that would kind of put um, our summer down because <laughs> we're playing fantasy basketball. So, I mean, basketball will stretch until about June. Yeah. And then we're going to be like, OK, then we usually are all in on baseball for that long until uh, September when football starts. So, mm-hmm. um you know, July, August, those are going to be long. Actually, I would say, I would argue June, July, August are going to be long months. Um, so might appreciate the fantasy football break. <laughs> Cause I mean, we are literally playing fantasy sports all year round. <laughs> yeah. But um, hopefully the MLB lockout ends pretty quickly. Um, I'm very interested to see what the giants do other than they had signed uh, Anthony DeScalafani to an extension. They signed Alex Wood to another two-year deal, which good for them. I, I like both of them. We mm-hmm. lost Gosman, which was sad, um, but uh, he he earned the money that he got. So um, honestly, I never saw any slander towards Kevin Gosman leaving the Giants. It was like everyone understood. Listen, like we got him cheap. He did phenomenal for two years. Mm-hmm. He deserved every penny that he got. We offered him a contract but he got a bigger one in Toronto and he took it. I don't think any of us blame him for that. He deserved it. Good for him. Kevin Gosman Uh, sucks to see him go though. Um, And then we signed uh, Alex Cobb from the angels. Um, I I believe it was a one-year deal. Um, And so we're going to have Cobb Webb. So we have Alex (laughs) Cobb and Logan Webb. Nice. So that'll be fun to see. I don't think Webb will be behind Cobb, but so I don't think we'll ever see that, uh, you know, the one, two, three games where it's like Cobb, Webb, you know, I don't <laughs> think we'll ever see that, but um, that'll be fun anyway to say. Um, and then you have Wood. So, uh, but, you know, we'll see. I mean, it'll be interesting to see what the Giants do. It'll be interesting to see what the Dodgers do because they haven't really made any moves other mm-hmm. than they let go of Seager. So, um, but now with the lockout, they really can't do anything. So I really wanted yeah. to end so I can see, I was like kind of hoping the giants were going to make maybe a big move before the lockout, but unfortunately they didn't. So 
we'll see what happens. Uh, baseball is crazy right now. Uh, off season. This is probably one of the craziest off seasons I've ever. I've ever seen from major league baseball, not in, not in the sense of like, because of the lockout, but more of like all the signings that just happened like rapidly. It was crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Marcus Stroman went to the Cubs. I mean, there's, there's so many, I mean, Noah Syndergaard, Thor goes to the angels. Um, so it, it's, it's interesting. Javier Baez to Detroit. That was an interesting one. That wasn't interesting to me because, <laughs> because I think he screwed himself when he was with the Mets with the whole, you know, Francisco Lindor basically flipping up. off the New York Met fan base. Uh-huh. Um, so he goes you know, to Detroit. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. He goes to Detroit. Yeah, where they're, I mean, they're not a terrible team, but it's just like he's not what he used to be and he's committing a lot more errors. And it's just mm-hmm. like you're going to a team that is still kind of rebuilding. Um, you know, he's going to be more of just, it kind of seemed like a money grab for him, which I understand, but it was just, it's kind of unfortunate who a guy who was on the top of his game, like four or five years ago is now kind of on the downhill of his career. And it's doesn't look like it's getting any better. So, yeah. Anyway. So, uh, baseball's crazy. Football's crazy. Basketball's kind of crazy. So, uh, yeah, it's just, everything's it's crazy. Weird. Yeah, it's weird for sports right now. College football is like insane. So, yeah, we'll see, man. Well, it was good having you back, Cody. I'm so glad we got to do this. I know we went long, but you know what? This is our hobby. Forget it. We yeah. don't have no time. We don't have no time limits other than maybe our, our wives. My wife will probably be like, that took a lot longer. But you well, know I'm what? Think- I'm actually. I'm actually kind of fortunate. My wife's been on a phone call for like five hours with an old <laughs> friend. So that's why I've got some peace and quiet because normally behind the, this is a little, uh, what is it? BTS a little behind the scenes before we even start recording, as you'll know, Drew, and you can vouch for this is there is chaos that happens behind me literally up until the yeah. start. And sometimes during while we're recording where I can't get five minutes alone without some sort of interruption. And I think I, my daughter came into our one time and that's very rare. So yeah, you know, it's been yeah. one of those odd nights. So. You know what? You transferred it to me because all the chaos was over <laughs> here. Yeah. I got my son screaming bloody murder. Um, who's then driving my, Oh, that was not driving my wife crazy. So um, yeah, man, you know, it was all, thanks for bringing that over here. You're Luckily, welcome. everyone else here. I mean, I make it sound like it was so bad. It wasn't that bad. I mean, other than my son was crying, but well, I mean that. No offense, but uh, that that I mean, kids kids going crying, going crazy, just getting in tizzy really throws off everything because you just want them to settle down. Because if they go eight, yeah. if they go eight, then it's really hard to settle them down and then get through the night because then that could just be a whole ordeal for hours on end just to settle them down. So please don't remind me of that. You know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. Well, it was, it was great having you back. Uh, go check us out on all our social media sites, which is uh, drew code sports talk. And we are all, we're on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, go check it all out. Also we're on YouTube, uh, like, and subscribe. Uh, hopefully we'll post a video from here. If we don't, um, that's because we look awful. No, I'm just kidding. And Actually, we've been yawning. Pretty good. We've been yawning yeah. the last like 45 minutes. Yeah, I'm so tired because I went to the gym this morning. So. I know. I didn't go <laughs> this so morning, tired. but I'm going tomorrow morning. So 
I am not because I got work. So I know, I, I know, I remember. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out what I'm going to work on tomorrow, but we'll see. <laughs> I did arms just ends up. Anyway, I, yeah. Um, uh, so go check us out on all of our social media sites. Also, go check us out on all the major podcasts, which is going to be Apple, Google, uh, Spotify, and iHeart. Uh, go check us all out. Subscribe rate and review let us know what we're doing right that you like if it's a five star if it's a one star please let us know what you don't like that way we can fix it but we want to hear from you guys uh if you guys have any questions that you want us to answer on the podcast on youtube on instagram whatever it is hit us up we always want to hear from you um and we don't mind getting into uh you know twitter rants or whatever with with people if if you need to so um yeah man i uh you know we've got so much that we gotta do but we we try and post it as much as we can but uh like i said we always want to hear from you if you guys ask us a question we'll hit it probably real quick so oh yeah um you know let us you know ask us anything honestly uh we want to hear from you so but cody will actually let you know because we are partners with fnx fitness which i just ordered they just had a Cyber Monday sale and Black Friday sale, and I just ordered protein again. I, I was going to get a tank top, but I had to hold back because Christmas mm-hmm. is coming up. So I didn't order it, but I did get my protein anyway. Um, go check it out, fnxfitness.com. They have great workout gear, great workout supplements. Um, they sell out fast so quick. So go check it out real quick. And Cody uh, will actually explain how you can get 15% off of any purchase. All right, you guys. So on our Instagram bio, you're going to see the link for the link tree to all of our social media, all of our podcast links to listen to our show. Um, there's also going to be a special link that you guys can click on to begin shopping on FNX Fit, like Drew had mentioned. And then you guys want to use the promo code DrewCode15 to use 15% off your total purchase. And with all the sales and all the deals, you're going to want to do all the savings you can. I have a lot of the gear, which, by the way, is super good quality. Um, Drew talks nothing nothing but high praises about their supplements. So it's always good stuff. And we're very fortunate to be working with them. So definitely go check out all their products and get what you guys need, especially, you know, going on your fitness journey. Drew and I have been going back to the gym for probably about a month-ish or so, maybe about Mm -hmm. two months. And, um, for sure, like it's made a big difference in how I feel. And I imagine that Drew's getting right back into shape using all those supplements. And I'm actually kind of jealous because I've been eyeballing that peanut butter protein, uh, you know, that you've been using. Cause that's been something I've been wanting to buy for a long time. No, it's, it's the best. It's yeah. honestly the best protein I've ever had. Yeah. And as mentioned before, guys, if you guys are on our link tree page, you guys will see all the links that you guys can see us on social media. You guys can now listen to our podcast on Facebook if you guys follow us on Facebook. So go check it all out. And if you guys need to follow us, all of our handles are in there as well. And uh, we'll see you guys next week when we come back. And cannot wait, man. We need to keep this going. Christmas is right around the corner. So, you know what that means? That means we got to run over people and fight for the last thing on the shelf because that's the holiday spirit. So Yes, that is what we do on the holidays. <laughs> yeah. Merry Christmas, you filthy animals. <laughs> All right. We'll see you next week. All right. See ya.